This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah ta'ala nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla wa man yudlil fala hadiyalah wa ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluh ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار الله سبحانه وتعالى in the quran he describes the quran in a number of ways many of those descriptions are familiar to us we've heard them before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Qur'an as a light. He describes it as a book of guidance. He describes it as being maw'idhatum min rabbikum, a reminder from your Lord. Shifa'un lima fi's-sudur, a cure for what is in the hearts. Rahmatun lil-mu'mineen, a mercy for the believers. Allah azza wa jal describes and calls the Qur'an al-furqan, a criterion, something that distinguishes between truth and falsehood. These and other descriptions of the Qur'an are familiar to us. But there is one description of the Qur'an that perhaps is given to the Qur'an in the Qur'an than more than any other description. A description that perhaps you've come across, that you've read, but you've probably never stopped to reflect upon. In numerous places, multiple times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Qur'an as being an Arabic Qur'an. An Arabic Qur'an. At the beginning of Surah Yusuf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ قُرْآنًا عَرَبِيًّا لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْقِنُونَ we reveal to you this Arabic Qur'an that you may comprehend and understand. The famous scholar of Tafsir, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala said in his explanation of this verse, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the greatest of books, the Qur'an, in the greatest of languages, the Arabic language, to the greatest of messengers, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, by way of the greatest of angels, Jibreel alayhi salam, in the greatest of lands, the city of Mecca, and he began his revelation in the greatest of times in the month of Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he gathered all of that nobility, all of that superiority and virtue, from the things that Allah azza wa made clear about this Qur'an, is that it is an Arabic Qur'an. And that should make us stop and pause and think. Me and you, the vast majority of us, who are probably sitting here are non-Arabs. Arabic is not our mother tongue. We don't speak Arabic or speak it very well. Our families aren't from Arab lands. And even those from amongst us here who are from Arabs, they are Arabs. Maybe their level of Arabic is not up to scratch and it's not the way that it should be. It's a cause for us to pause and to think. Numerous times in the Quran, Allah Azza wa stresses that it is an Arabic Quran. 
In Surah Fussilat, at the very beginning, Allah says in another verse, Kitabun Fussilat Ayatu, Quran and Arabiyan liqawmi ya'lamun. This is a book that we have made manifest and clear its verses, an Arabic Quran, for a people who will know and they will understand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He describes the revelation of the Quran to a group of people who are Arabs, but they would claim that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was a sorcerer, a magician, a poet. They would criticize him and ridicule him sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says towards the end of Surah Al-Shu'ara, وَإِنَّهُ لَتَنزِيلُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Indeed, this is a revelation from the Lord of the worlds. نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ The trusted spirit Jibreel alayhi salam descended with it. عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنْذِرِينَ Upon your heart, meaning the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, so that you may be a warner, بِلِسَانٍ عَرَبِيٍ مُبِينٍ In a clear Arabic tongue. A language that the Arabs understood and because by virtue of them being Arabs, by virtue of them being people of eloquence and understanding the intricacies of the Arabic language in literature and in poetry, they understood that this is revelation, that this isn't just normal speech, that this isn't something which the poets and others can come up with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Zumar, Qur'anan Arabiyan ghayra yattaqun. An Arabic Qur'an in which there is no crookedness, so that people may attain taqwa and piety. Over and over again you find this description of the Qur'an, more so perhaps than any other description that Allah Azza wa has given to His book in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ قُرْآنًا عَرَبِيًّا لِتُنْذِرَ أُمَّ الْقُرَىٰ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهَا And likewise we have revealed to you, meaning Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this Arabic Qur'an, that you may warn the people of Mecca and those that surround it. When the Arabs, the Quraysh, one of the things that they said about the Qur'an and the Prophet ﷺ, one of the propaganda that they used, was that the Prophet ﷺ doesn't receive revelation, but there's a non-Arab in Mecca that he goes to. And this non-Arab, he's the one who comes up with the Qur'an, he's the one who comes up with the words, and then the Prophet ﷺ memorizes it and he repeats it. That's one of the assertions that they made, one of the claims in order to discredit the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rebuked it in the Qur'an. He rebuked it in the Qur'an. And he said, جَلَّ فِي عُلَىٰ إِن سُورَةُ النَّحْلِ وَلَقَدْ نَعْلَمُ أَنَّهُمْ يَقُولُونَ إِنَّمَا يُعَلِّمُهُ بَشَرُ لِسَانُ الَّذِي يُلْحِدُونَ إِلَيْهِ عَجَمِي وَهَذَا لِسَانٌ عَرَبِيٌّ مُّبِينٌ We know what they say concerning the Qur'an. What they say, the statements that they make, the claims and assertions that they make. And they claim that it came from a non-Arab tongue. Because they claim the man giving it to the Prophet but this is an Arabic Qur'an, Allah Azza wa says. It is an Arabic Qur'an. These are other verses, when we understand them, we realize then, why the senior companions of the Prophet ﷺ, when the Prophet ﷺ would often sit and he would narrate to them, he would mention a hadith, he would speak about issues. If they didn't understand a word, they would stop and they would say, O oh, Messenger of Allah, what does that mean? And the Prophet ﷺ was speaking Arabic, but he was the most eloquent of Arabs. And because of his level of eloquence, sometimes the other Arabs, despite their eloquence, wouldn't be familiar with certain words. They would say, O oh, Messenger of Allah, what does that refer to? What does that mean? They were eager to know this. Why? Because as Allah said in the verses that I've recited, in order for you to comprehend, in order for you to know, in order for you to understand, in order for you to attain piety and taqwa, then you need to learn some of the Arabic language, if not know a lot of the Arabic language. And that is why when the companions of Allah 
after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, when they dispersed across the world, when they went to different lands from Byzantine to Persia, to other lands that they visited, all the way up to southern Spain in Andalus, when they came and they took over southern Spain and that area and region of the world, one of the things that they did with them is they brought the Arabic language with them. The people of Byzantine were Arabs, they didn't speak Arabic, nor did the people of Persia, nor did the people of southern Europe. But those people, those early Muslims, when they came, they brought Arabic with them. Why? Because they understood its importance based on these verses of the Qur'an. Umar radiallahu anhu used to say, and Umar from the senior companions, when he's Khalifa, many of the senior companions are still living. Many of the people there are companions who spent many years with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He would say to them, تَعَلَّمُوا الْعَرَبِيَّ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ دِينِكُمْ Learn the Arabic language, for it is part of your religion. As Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala said that when you bring all of these verses together, and you look at all of these narrations and the way that the companions approached the Arabic language, you realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Arabic for his book, and for his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so therefore from the symbols of Islam is the Arabic language. So those companions, when they traveled across the world, they took Arabic with them. And that is why some of the greatest scholars of this religion were non-Arabs originally. They didn't live in Arab lands, but by virtue of the Arabic language, they became from the greatest scholars of hadith and aqidah and tafsir and so on and so forth. Al-Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood, Al-Nasai, Al-Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah. These weren't people living in Mecca or Medina or in Baghdad or in Damascus. They lived many thousands of miles away from those places. But they knew Arabic and they learned Arabic and they understood its importance. And through it, by Allah's permission, they were able to become amazing scholars and leaders of this religion. And Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala was known for his proficiency, his mastery of the Arabic language. And they would say to him, why do you dedicate so much time to learning the Arabic language? He said, I dedicate time so that I can understand the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore for me and you, in order for us to understand the Qur'an, understand the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it is important for us to be aware of the Arabic language. Its importance isn't something which can be understated. The Arabic language, as we know, is so important that if you were going to pray now the salah, that we're going to pray the Jumu'ah prayer, there are certain verses that you must read in Arabic, du'as that you must say in Arabic. You can't pray in English, you can't pray in French or Chinese or in any other language. It must be in Arabic, unless you have a valid excuse for those very few people who are an exception to that rule has to be an Arabic language. And so from the very young age, from when we were very young, our parents impressed upon us to learn the Salah in Arabic. They impressed upon us to learn to read the Qur'an in Arabic. Because this is something that all of the Muslims know across the world. The importance of the Arabic language. And that is why it was even the position of some of the scholars of the Salaf, such as what is narrated from Sufyan al-Thawri, rahimahullah, and others, that they said that the language of the people of Jannah will be Arabic based upon this, and Allah knows best. But this is how important they considered it to be, how much of a cornerstone of our religion, a symbol of our Islam, that people should be familiar with the Arabic language. So what is the point of all of this discussion? Why am I mentioning these verses? One of the main points that I want to put across to you in this short time that we have, is how we have in our time unfortunately neglected the Arabic language. How? Because by virtue perhaps, and Allah Azza wa knows best, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made things easier and more accessible for us. It is from Allah's blessings 
that we can speak and converse in English and we can understand our religion in other languages. That our Quran, its meanings have been translated into English and other languages. That many of the works of the scholars have been translated. That we can teach and learn in a language other than Arabic. But that has led also to us becoming lazy and to kind of neglecting the importance of this language that is the language of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making it clear in the Quran that if you truly want to understand the Quran and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you must learn Arabic. And even though it's perhaps not in everyone's capability and ability to do so at the same level, just as all of us are able to learn the Quran or some of it, all of us can read the Quran or some of it, all of us have memorized certain surahs of the Quran because we understand its importance, there is no reason why the vast majority of us cannot seek to learn the Arabic language, some of the Arabic language. Because as Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala said, that when you bring all of these verses of the Qur'an together, it shows to you that at the very least, at the very least, it is a fardu kifaya, a collective obligation that in every community there must be people that can understand and speak Arabic. Otherwise, how do you understand the Qur'an? How do you understand the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu Because those translations that we have are human efforts trying to give to us the meanings of the Qur'an and the meanings of the sunnah. And humans make mistakes. The translator, no matter how diligent, how knowledgeable, how much experience he has as human, he makes mistakes. He makes errors. There are printing problems. There's all sorts of issues that can occur. But for you to take out that middleman, go straight to the original source and the text by knowing Arabic, being able to learn and speak some Arabic, understanding certain words and Arabic grammar rules, trying your best to come closer to the book of Allah with that intention, as Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala said, that that's why I do it, to come and understand the Qur'an and the Sunnah. It is something which is at the very least a collective obligation, if not then highly recommended for every single Muslim. And that is one of the messages that I wanted to impart upon you today in this khutbah. As Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala said, it is something which you see a great deal of effort was placed if you go to the books of scholars of the past and you look at their works, one of the things that they would stress is the importance of the Arabic language. And this applies to our Arab brothers and sisters as well. Because when the Arabic language becomes weak, because we don't understand its classical Arabic, we don't understand the language of the Quran and the Sunnah in the way that it was, or in the context in which it was spoken in those times of the Prophet ﷺ, we become distanced from the Quran and the Sunnah. That is when mistakes enter. And that is why the scholars said that most of the problems or many of the problems that arose in this ummah in terms of innovations, in terms of people misinterpreting the Qur'an and the sunnah, in terms of major mistakes that were made in the history of Islam, one of its core reasons was because of the weakness that started to develop in the Arabic language. People didn't understand Arabic, so they didn't understand the Qur'an. They didn't understand Arabic, so they took the Qur'an and the sunnah out of context. And because of that weakness, it caused and led to other problems. So it is something which all of us should be diligent about. All of us should try our best and utmost to revive within ourselves and within our families. Barakallahu li wa lakum furqani wa sunnah. Wa nafa'ani wa yaakum bima fihiman wal ayati wal hikmah. Aqoolu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Wa li jami'in muslimin min kulli dhambin fastaghfiruh. Inna huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd. One of the things that our elders often speak about is how we're losing our cultural identity. If you're originally from the Indian subcontinent, you're from North Africa, you're from Somalia, living in the West, adopting a new culture, becoming westernized means that unfortunately you lose a great deal of your heritage, your cultural identity. But more important to us than our heritage and our cultural identity is our Islamic identity. 
our identity as Muslims. And one of the things that gathers all of us together and unites us is our religion. Wherever you come from, whatever your background, whatever language it is that your parents used to speak. And the language of Islam without doubt is the language of Arabic. One of the things that all of us as parents are diligent about, we are eager to do, is when we have children and those children are four, five, six years old, we ensure to our level best, the best of our ability that they can learn the Qur'an. They can read the Qur'an, they can memorize some of the Qur'an, and perhaps they can do more than what we were able to do. They become more proficient in the book of Allah than we ever were. That same level of enthusiasm, diligence, effort should be placed in the Arabic language, especially for our children. Otherwise, we risk within a generation or two, very few and far Muslims knowing the Arabic language in the West. And that is something which we have to be careful about because just as we are putting in a great deal of time and effort into other forms or other means of seeking, uh, seeking knowledge of Islam, the Arabic language will always be the key of this religion in terms of seeking that knowledge. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us the ability to learn Arabic and that Allah azza makes us from amongst those people who understand it so that we can come closer to Allah azza That through it we can understand the Quran and the Sunnah and attain piety as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions. Ask Allah azza that he makes our affairs easy for us. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers his mercy and blessings upon us. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieves distress and hardship from amongst us and from amongst those who are suffering in the world. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he safeguards us from the traps of shaitan and that Allah azza gives us life upon Iman and death upon Iman and resurrects us with the people of Iman under the leadership of the leader of the people of Iman, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala mursaleen. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil alayhi. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.